You're listening to Smooth Jazz in the Morning. Welcome to the Film Room, brought to you by Kmart. October 29th, and if we learned anything this football weekend, it is that kickers are important. Josh. Two Bears fans. Oh, sorry, I'm not Josh. I'm not a Bears fan. A Colts fan but who succeeded with his kicking game, and a Bears fan who uh, once again did not succeed with his kicking it, game. It seems like uh, just yesterday we were talking about kickers in this podcast. I mean, not even just for Cody Park, but for all, also Adam Minitari. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we were about Eddie, to bury Adam Van Terry. Like right. We were done with him. R- but wrote him off. I think at this point, uh, Tom would probably like to have Adam Van Terry in the Bears. I'm not giving up on Eddie Pinheiro. He's a really young kicker with still good potential. He's only missed, I mean, he's missed three kicks this year. I mean, that's as good True. as anybody. But oh, yeah, you were loving on him week two. I mean, he hit that game winner yeah, right. in Denver, 53 yards in Denver, granted, but still. A, clutch a shit moment for a young kicker to hit a game-winning field goal oh, yeah. and uh, a tough miss for him on Monday but or on Sunday but we'll get into that um, yeah, I think they should uh, start hiring female kickers Carly, Lo- it out there. Carly Lloyd asking for a job really yeah I, yeah I can imagine him being really good yeah I mean she made like it was in like Eagles training camp or something like that she made like a 60-yard field goal a really impressive one granted it was like five or seven step run up where an NFL gotcha. kicker is doing like a two step run up basically and being able to do it. But I mean if she put in the, the training and all that stuff, I mean I'm sure she could be as good as almost anyone, especially well, the bad kickers in the league. Right. I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from her, but also kicking in practice is completely different than kicking in a game. You Absolutely. have a full rush. So right. it's just like the way you kick the ball is more straight where in, in the game you kinda of have to like you know, go over them, yeah. which is kind of difficult to do. So yeah, I think we all know in the USA, man, the girls are better at kicking the balls. That's true. Generally yeah. speaking, yeah, yeah. absolutely. When For it sure. comes to kickball, I would know. Girls were the Olympics and shit. Girls were the number one pick. For mm-hmm. sure. So I know Tom didn't like the intro, but I actually have some weird tidbits. So I was in. Yeah, yeah you didn't like that. I'm sure. Wasn't you sure. Okay. Yeah, well, anyways. How did you land the deal with Kmart? Okay. So this is actually pretty crazy because that's actually. So this story segment of the Kmart. show goes out to Kmart. Yeah. Kmart's actually alive and well in Australia. Oh wow! Nice. So yeah. we have Australian listeners. Yep. Is what you're saying. So uh, I was in Los Angeles with my girlfriend who had this whole makeup thing going the on over there. Of Australia. Yeah. Right. Love it. Basically. Anyways, there was an Australian couple that was over that we talked to. Apparently, they the Target went bankrupt over there. But Kmart is alive and well. Oh wow! Which is weird. It really feels like it could have went either way in America. I mean, Kmart yeah. was essentially just Target. Essentially, how CVS is just Walgreens. No, and vice versa. Kmart always just felt way more depressing to me. Well, that's well, because there wasn't the love and care. Yeah. That Target offers. I love here Target. I really like Target too. So Target, I, Target does what it needs to do for sure. Yeah. But I, I see what you're saying for sure. The, the the main difference to me is the clothing department. I, would, I think the Target, Target has good clothing department. Yeah. yeah. Kmart, uh, you could probably get some K Swiss there. 
It's pretty bad. I don't oh, know no, Walmart's mean. terrible. I feel like Walmart's yeah. the worst. Yeah, I mean, you, Walmart's just I think just Walmart cheap. probably has gotten a lot better, though, don't you think, since no. we were kids? I, I haven't been to Walmart. I, 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 I refuse to go to Walmart. When we were kids, you could say, like, oh, they're wearing Walmart clothes. Oh. Uh, yeah. These days, you yeah. can't really say that. That's I guess fair. so. You have I the mean, little horse on the, on the... I don't even know. Yeah, I remember the Granted, we're horse. older now, so I feel like maybe we're not looking at other people's clothes. Yeah, I don't care at all about it. Sometimes you know a Walmart t-shirt when you see a Walmart t-shirt. Yeah. In case in point, I, I wear like a size small in t-shirts. Uh-huh. At work today, I wore a 6X all day just to be funny, you know? Yeah, nice. there you go. No, I don't care. Let it breathe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Here at the film, we're not very food. materialistic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we look tough. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. I only weigh 130 pounds. There you go. I weigh more than you? No, nah, I'm like 140. I was going to say, I still weigh more than you. Than me. Hey, what are we? I'm six feet even, and I'm like maybe one. I, I I fluctuate between 150 and 155. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm like uh, with you, and I'm way shorter. Yeah, I'm just, I've been the but, same weight since my senior year of high school. That's what's up? Yeah, it's, I'm I'm like six two and close to 150 probably. I'm That's five not three. Healthy, Lincoln. Eh, Eat something. Kick your dude. ass, man. You gonna fight? I'm not five okay. three. Just kidding. I love on. you, man. I'd rather come just on, man. You're supposed, you. Come on, dude. But, uh, All right. So we're, we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff today. A lot has gone on over the past week since we, we last spoke to you guys. We'll get into uh, what week eight brought us, what week nine will be bringing us. Obviously, some World Series talk, obviously NBA talk, and then we'll talk about our lines a little bit, the what we liked, what we don't like for the week, and uh, our interventions. So um, any game you want to start off with, uh, Josh, from this past week? Um, let's just skip on the Broncos and Colts just for now. Let's talk about a different game. How about we go into the uh, Chargers and Bears? Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't have many thoughts, but the halftime score of that game should have been about 27 to 7. Instead, it was 9 to 7 going into the half. The Bears had three possessions uh, with goal to go opportunities. They had first and goal from inside the three at one point. Uh, two dumb passes that didn't really make, or one dumb pass that didn't really make sense. Uh, ran the ball on second down uh, with no timeouts or anything remaining. The clock dwindling down and never had a chance to, to unpile everybody. And so they had to spike it at the one with one second left to go up nine to seven at half. So pretty dumb. Matt Nagy's clock management throughout that entire game just didn't make a whole bunch of sense, especially at the end of that game. So Bears were down by one with. A minute and change to go. Just needed to get into Eddie Pinero field goal range. Uh, Trubisky had a big scramble, picked up like 11 yards. Basically made it, not a chip shot, but a, a very makeable 41-yard field goal. Uh, there was 43 seconds left in the game. Bears had a timeout uh, to take. And Nagy decided to kneel down on the ball, make it a 41-yard field goal from the left hash. And... Um, just decided to trust his kicker. Wouldn't run the ball, try and pick up three yards, wouldn't pass the ball, whatever it may be. Just wouldn't do anything with it. Didn't make any sense to me. Obviously, the Bears in their kicking situation, Pinheiro uh, hooks it wide left. Now, I know you said that uh, you think Matt Nagy should give up play calling duties. Yeah, absolutely. But do you think it's important for a head coach to be a play caller, whether it be on either side of the ball? No, not necessarily. I think a lot of teams have had a lot of success without. I mean, like, Bilicek mostly runs the defense, but like last year, Brian Flores was doing a lot of the play calling mm-hmm. on defense. And so when you're the head coach of a team, you have to make sure you're aware of every last detail of the game. And when you're so focused on 
the offensive play calling, I think it's going to take away from a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, listening to like a Bears podcast from this past week, um, the going into that game, the Chargers had three defensive tackles out. So that's why David Montgomery had so much success running the ball up the middle every okay. time. They were running the I formation right up the middle. They averaged over nine yards a run on that on that type of formation. Um, if Nagy isn't doing the, the play calling, maybe he kind of remembers, okay, they don't have a strong interior offensive line. We could probably easily pick up three, four, five yards and uh, gives us that opportunity. But maybe he was a little too distracted with the game plan, which is totally understandable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super important, but it's those details that go missing from time to time, I think. Yeah, I just think it's kind of important. I mean, maybe it's just my own my own thing. I think it's just like midway through the season, if a head coach gives up the helm as far as play calling goes, I just don't think it's great for morale. I agree with that. You can see so. that. You could probably do it under the radar. You know what I mean? You could, I mean, not necessarily under the radar, but they could work together to an extent to where it wasn't. Right. And I think that would be, and and I think there are teams that do that. Like Belichick was calling the defense with Brian Flores last year. Like Nagy, I mean, it doesn't take long for him to be on the mic to Mark Helfrich, the Bears offensive coordinator. Just be like, hey, I'm feeling a play action pass. Mm -hmm. See a weakness here or something like that. Let's work towards that. They can work together and do those things. And it just, I mean, Nagy has proven that right now, at least, his play calling has been very, very bad. That's a really interesting topic because I think that it comes down to each uh, staff, coaching staff, like in, the, in their familiarity with each other and their right. ability to communicate what they think and how they feel comfortably. For sure. So it's probably a really big advantage to continuity in the coaching staffs to have that relationship to where, like, if we were a coaching staff, we'd have no problem telling each other. Like, how hey, we you're feel, fucking up over here. Yeah, yeah. This is how we right. can improve here. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, sure. there's a lot of egos that probably go into right. it. Absolutely. And, and if we're talking about a head coach that probably shouldn't be doing maybe not at all any offensive calls and they're not which is Vic Fangio for mm-hmm. the for the Denver Broncos which we can could segue into our yeah, next definitely. game yeah definitely for sure but yeah the uh, Broncos offense was absolutely atrocious uh, I mean it's not like the Colts were much better the Colts played down to their opponent very disappointing game glad they picked up the win but uh, but yeah I mean Joe Flacco came out and actively you know I, I think that's the first time since the Ravens won the Super Bowl that I've actually heard Joe Flacco talk. Yeah, anything respectable. He never he never really speaks out of line, which I respect. I mean, he's just he's just trying to be a good soldier basically and do what he says. But right. I, I think I liked what he said. He said, "We're a two and six football team. We're on the road mm-hmm. in a game we're not supposed to win. Why aren't we being more aggressive?" And I I, I mean I respect that. 100%. You got you got to want to go and win a game. You can't just hope not to lose. And that's what the Broncos. Have been doing in this in I mean this season Fangio's been pretty disappointing up there in Denver but um, I mean you got to give it up to the Colts Jacoby Brissett made a hell of a fucking play that amazing should have been a safety there at the end and made a hell of a throw to Ty Ty made a great catch Mm -hmm. and I mean from there you give Benatari in his range yeah which is funny bring up Benatari because we were just talking about kickers Benatari missed a field goal early on in the game and a PAT now the PAT was inexcusable. He's but, missed a few PATs this year. Right, which is annoying, mm-hmm. and I hate it, because that would have made the game tied at that point, which they probably would have gone into overtime, which is... Wait, yeah, it would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the yeah, first field goal, I completely get why he kicked it wide left, well, wide right. Uh, Von Miller broke that line, and he was coming straight at Vinatieri. If he kicked mm-hmm. it right at Von Miller, 
That, that's what'll happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, could have been a fumble. Yeah, that's what been worse. You'd rather just miss it like exactly. that. Exactly. So, I mean, I kind of respect, like, that's kind of where, like, the veteran, you know, leadership kind of comes from. Like, he understands the situation. I'm just going to kick this fucking wide right yep. and just get this out of the way. Yep. Just smart, really. And, uh, but yeah, so I kind of respect that one coming from him. And especially, I, I know there's still a lot of debate as far as should they move on from Vinatieri, but when you have somebody in the clutch moments at the end of the game, Kind of like what the Bears didn't have with right. Eddie Pinero, a veteran person who can handle those high tense situations. Vinatieri was just right down the middle. Clutch. I mean, and it's like who who would you rather have who's available, right? Than Adam Vinatieri? You want like yeah. an Elliott Fry or a young Kohu? Or young Kohu. Oh, now he got whoever. signed. He, yeah, he just got signed by the Falcons, right? Yep. Yeah, go pick up Matt oh, yeah. Ryan now. I mean, it's not like we can forget that Adam Vinatieri is maybe the most clutch athlete right. of all time, like let alone kicker. Young was the one who did like a flip and then kicked it, right? Yeah, he was one that was like flashy on Twitter for a second and then oh, played for the Chargers and then he yeah. Yeah, dominated he... in the AAF for a while. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's going to be awesome, man. Let me ask you, Josh. I didn't see, I mean, I saw that obviously Van Terry kicked it mm-hmm. successfully at the end. Did the Colts do anything to set up that kick? Because I know he kicked it from like right down the middle. So I believe there was a third and five. Mm-hmm. They ran it up the middle with Marlon Mack and he got stuffed. Okay. So they were trying to pick up some yards to make him make it but get a little closer. Keep it in the middle of the field. Right. Or yeah, that was basically the situation. Not like what the Bears did, where they kneeled it. And so that is my biggest frustration with the Bears, because I mean, if you want to kneel it, that's fine. Forty-one yards, any kicker mm-hmm. worth his money should make that kick. I agree with Nagy in that sense. But they stayed on the left hash, and throughout my time these last few days thinking about the game and everything, I figured that's where Eddie Pinero wanted the ball. He wanted right. the ball on the left hash. The wind was actually blowing right to left, so he would have need, needed to hook it in, basically. Mm-hmm. And today the Bears media uh, actually asked Eddie Pinero, he's like, do you have a preference, left hash, right hasher in the middle? And Eddie Pinero goes, uh, well, I would have preferred the ball in the middle, but it's a kick I should have made. And then immediately he had this look on his face saying, like, oh, fuck. I probably shouldn't have said that. So now it just makes Nagy look even worse right. that he didn't take a second to go, hey, Eddie, where do you want this kick? Right. Then just have Mitch go into the middle of the field and take a knee in the middle of the field or on the other, even the other hash, wherever it may be. It just didn't make sense. So communication breakdown throughout that entire Bears game. They intentionally threw the game, right? Matt Nagy doesn't like kickers. Are they taking? The Bears don't have a reason to tank right now because they don't have a first-round pick. Maybe they get paid to tank. They could. I hope. I certainly hope not. But I just the Bears. Wonder how things break down like that. It's it's very simple to all of us that you want your kick to be dead center. Exactly. I mean, you would th- you would think. It. Yeah. It 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 really just does. It the whole end of that game just didn't make sense with Nagy. And the worst part is that he he if he just fucking swallowed his pride and said, yeah, maybe we probably should have tried something else. That would be better. I would have respected that. But after the game. He said zero thought would do it again a thousand times. If if that if I was in that opportunity, I would do the same thing a thousand times. That's not what you want. And it's like how mm-hmm. do you say that after you just lost so mm-hmm. horribly a very important game in a super strong NFC? If you're, I mean, the Bears are three and four in the NFC, and I mean that's pretty much done for them. I would say there are wild there are teams out of the playoffs right now who are like five and two. Like the Bears wow. aren't going to make up that ground. What are the Colts right yeah. now? Five and, two. five and two. Yeah, in a weak AFC, but right. Yeah, they're but, still five and two. Yeah, they're gonna. I, I think, I think one of the wild card teams in the AFC is gonna come from the AFC South, whether it be the Colts or the Texans. JJ Watt with a the big loss. Yeah, for them, for so sure. that that's gonna be you know really challenging for the Texans to um, 
uh, basically pick it up. But what's what's kind of crazy about the AFC South is that it's widely thought of as the weakest, you know, league, uh, weakest division in the league. And uh, every single I'd say team, the NFC East, but yeah, certainly right. in the AFC, at least for the last couple of years, and uh, the AFC South has been looked at as you know, it's always been like the Colts and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the Texans have gotten better uh, ever since getting Deshaun Watson, but it's kind of crazy to think that the whole AFC South is either 500 or better. Yeah, definitely. When you know where the division is, it's yeah, pretty impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think it'll probably be. I mean, out of the AFC, I think it's actually pretty well defined, unless the Steelers or like the Browns could make a run. It's going to be the Colts winning that division, the Ravens winning the North, the Chiefs in the West. I think they're still going to hold on to it. I don't think the Raiders or the Chargers are going to put up much of a fight. I agree. And then, obviously, the Patriots in the East. And then I think the Bills will take that last wild card spot. I think yeah. the AFC So you think the Bills and the Texans? Texans. Okay. Yep. I think the AFC is a pretty straightforward playoff mm-hmm. picture right now. I don't think we're going to see too many surprises. It's just going to depend on... Are the are who's going to be the who's number where? two seed basically? Which is the Colts right now. Beat, yeah, beat, exactly. They beat the Jets by one in Week One, seventeen sixteen. Mm-hmm. They beat the Giants by fourteen. They beat the Bengals by four. They beat the Titans by seven, and they beat the Dolphins by ten. So they're getting their wins, and that ten point win is deceiving, really, because they they uh, they returned that onside kick for a touchdown. They were up by three, mm-hmm. yeah, really, in that game. So. Um, Lincoln, you were saying earlier how you're not the biggest believer in the Bills, right? No, no just listing those off, they haven't beaten anybody. You know? The best team they beat is the Titans, I would say. I mean, if we're talking about having beat anybody, you should pull up that Patriots schedule. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I the mean, pa- trash. That, yeah, same division. It's not fair. The AFC in general. Yep. I mean, they have the Chiefs and the Colts, and that's pretty much it besides the Patriots, in my yep. opinion. They beat the Steelers week one by 30. And they the beat the Dolphins Ravens, by 43. Right. Uh, they blew out the Jets. They they were close to the Bills, then they blew out the Redskins and Giants, and then the Jets, and then the Browns. The Browns put up the best fight against the Patriots. Maybe the Bills did, but either way, none of their games have been close. Their, their schedule is going to toughen up here in the next few weeks. I'm excited but, to see them finally face against a, a team yeah, like the Ravens. Yeah. And if they, if they dominate the Ravens, okay, they're legit. I mean, I'm not saying they're not legit. They're obviously a great team. But I need to see them dominate the Ravens. Yeah, they're, they're finally going against a proven quarterback who they haven't faced a, a Lamar Jackson type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly not this year where he can run past. He can do a lot with it. And then that that Baltimore defense is better than what they've done so far this Are year. Are they? So, okay. Yeah. See, I wasn't sure. It's that, that line is giving that Baltimore defense respect. Yeah. But yeah, they haven't been the Baltimore defense of past, as, at least as far as I thought. But maybe they've improved the last couple they, of weeks. They've gotten better. It's what, the addition of Marcus Marcus Peters is okay. definitely going to help that team. But um, beyond that, they're 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 still growing. Uh, Harbaugh's got them working pretty well. So I'm excited for that game. I'm sure the Patriots are still going to win, but uh, it'll be a good competitive Patriots game. So I'm looking forward to that Sunday night matchup. I was going to ask, oh, who do y'all think has a higher yards per attempt in terms of air yards? So how many like average yards in the through air the air between Brissett and Trubisky? It's definitely not Trubisky. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. The Brissett doesn't take a lot of attempts down the field. He. Yeah, so he I, I, I wanted to look it up because I'm, he dinks and dunks. I was thinking both of y'all's teams kind of disappointed y'all a little bit because they're playing super conservative, right? right? Yeah. Like too conservative. Absolutely. So I want to see how far they're throwing the ball down the field. It's actually really close. Trubisky's a little bit lower, but it's 7.1 and 7.3. That is yeah, both towards basically the, the same. Who do y'all think is the lowest in the league? Uh, lowest Are they starting still? Uh, so I'm not going to be the guy that's not starting. That would be Luke Falk. That's the lowest. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. about. But there's one who is starting. Um, and actually... 
Is it, is, it, is it Minshew? It is Terry Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. Ah. And Drew Brees is right above him, actually. Hard to say with Drew Brees just because he's been out for so long, but I mean, right. Drew Brees yeah, has been a monster. He's throwing to Michael Thomas pretty much 75% of the time. I'll, I'll take that out. Michael Thomas leagues. has like over 70 catches throughout ha- halfway through the season. He's on pace to beat Marvin Harrison's mm-hmm. uh, reception total for a season, over 140, something like that. I don't like, like that. that. Well, Michael Thomas has been fucking monster I love, basically love Michael Thomas yeah, I have so him in good. three leagues and it's just been a bliss yeah. it's just great to have a guy like Michael Thomas who you know in in real world just throw it up and he's gonna get it or in fantasy world where you know he's good for 15 20 30 right. points a week basically so are the foot and ends legit dude I was gonna talk about uh, number three <laughs> yeah Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah yeah, yeah. So that, that proves y'all's point of him being similar to yeah. Trubisky in a similar situation. Yeah, they don't have to throw the ball. I, I've said it, and I'll say it again. The the 49ers are this year's version of the Bears, where they got the top top of last year. Sorry, yeah, last year's Bears. Um, they have the top three defense probably. Um, Garoppolo is usable. He's not going to kill your team. Yeah, he he, he's going to guide you to where you need to be. Right. And uh, I mean that Kyle Shanahan's running game is unmatched i mean he's made running the football exciting yeah. which is in, in today's nfl is not heard of True. yeah it's been one week it's going to be breda the next it's going to be coleman yep. mosert has good games here and there i mean seems like he has cleanup duty every game cause yeah he, well not every game because they didn't blow out mm-hmm. uh, who was it the redskins washington yeah. yeah but i mean it was a crazy rainy a game right. yeah so it's really difficult to do that one. real quick who do y'all think is leading the league in yards per attempt and air yards um, Lamar Jackson? I was going to say Andy Dalton. It's actually Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Uh, Winston, he does take Stafford, a lot of... Fitzpatrick, Russ, and Mahomes. He does take a lot he of... Came first, sh- Lamar Jackson or Andy Dalton? Uh, Lamar or Andy Dalton? Andy's pretty low, I see. Andy's put up so many yeah, yards Lamar this year. Is, Lamar, Lamar's higher than Andy. Yeah, Lamar just chunks it. Actually, yeah, Lamar's pretty high up there. He's below Dak, who's number six. I think the most surprising one for me is probably Stafford. They've really kind of uh, uh, finally unleashed. Stafford's been a monster. Yeah. He's been super, super yeah. good this year. And they, for the last, it seems like forever, they've ran the ball more than they should because they haven't had a running game ever. Yeah, absolutely. Now they're finally passing the, game, the ball. Yeah. And they have a better running game than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Robert Carrion Johnson's now hurt. That's just unfortunate. But Rest in peace. Yeah. And I spent way too much fab on Ty Johnson. I saw that. How much did you spend? I think well, I, I spent two dollars more than the second highest or something like that. So, so that, I mean, that's as good. That. As but it was like thirty-two or thirty-four dollars. Yeah. yeah, I was prepared to spend fifty percent of my fab based that's on fair. his usage in the week prior. But I honestly, I didn't even see they had Trey Carson in their depth chart, mm-hmm. and I like Trey Carson. He's a good. And so, player. what do you do but, if you're trying to manage David Johnson? Oh well, now that Chase Edmonds is hurt as well. Chase Edmonds and that Terry Kenyon Drake. Drake. Well, yeah, I mean. I don't know if you can get anything. I would just hold on to David Johnson. I don't think he's too hurt. I, I don't think... know if he'll play this week, but he'll probably play the following week. Yeah, yeah. He'll be all right. I mean, Kenyon Drake um, needs a couple weeks to, I mean, you know. I mean, Kenyon, they already said yeah. Kenyon Drake's going to get heavy reps. Oh, wow. I mean, they play well, Thursday week, night. Yeah, because David Johnson and Edmonds will both be out. Yeah, and against I think. poor Kenyon Drake. It's like, welcome to Arizona. Here's a bad We're offensive gonna, line. Here's a bad offensive line. We're going to play on Thursday against the 49ers. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, probably not how you want to be introduced or introduce uh, yourself to a new team. So what we're saying is the that don't play of the week is don't Kenyon play Drake. of the week, Kenyon Drake. I would say that's 
pretty much a lot of the Fort the a Cardinals offense. I still want to believe in the Cardinals, man. They're fun. They've they're been fun. they 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 were on a hot streak there. I mean, they yeah. I'm pretty sure they beat. I I know two of the three teams were the Bengals and the Giants. Like two got, bad teams. They finally but, got Christian Kirk back, who I think is a huge addition. He's mm-hmm. so much better than Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Well, Larry's been their number one the last three weeks. They finally got Kirk back, and they had 14 targets and like 10 catches. I think by rule. Larry Fitzgerald has to be the number one receiver in Arizona if he's wearing the uniform. However, but when Kirk is healthy, he is the number one. Where's, where's Andy targets, Isabella, man? Gets more yards. Yeah, it is sad. He had the thing about Isabella. I really like him, but he does catch with his body. Yeah. Like I was looking at his highlights after I, I dropped him in a bunch of best ball leagues. Yeah, he looks so good. He's so fast, but he does catch with his body. He doesn't catch with his hands. So I was so high on him. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dive into some of next week's games. We already kind of went over the Patriots-Ravens and how much we're looking forward to that one. Uh, the rivalry game of the week, the Cowboys at the Giants. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see Daniel Jones finally cement himself into uh, into this into this rivalry if he can actually show up. So I think I hope the Giants show up and actually put up a fight against the Cowboys, but who knows? The Cowboys look like they figured some stuff out, and they're they're on their way right now. I think they're all right. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys do look legit as far as, like, how that division goes. Um, I just, you know, when you see them face against a team like the Green Bay Packers, it kind of begs the question of, uh, you know, can they even be legit aside from the division? Yeah. Uh, you know, they beat the they beat the Eagles last week, then they went until bye, and now they're facing the Giants again, and the Giants just aren't good. And I kind of feel like, I, I know we were talking about um, coaching changes last week. I kind of feel like it's a perfect opportunity for the Cowboys just to move on from Jason Garrett. I mean, they have an opportunity to go into into the playoffs, you know, deep into the playoffs. They just need a different situation there as far as coaching goes. If they were going to do it, I think they would have done it during the bye week. So I think Jason Garrett, unless he it's is a safe, right? torrential but what, meltdown. Right, but what I'm saying is it, it would have been a good idea for them just to, just to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, it would have made sense. I don't think anybody would have made too much of a fuss about it, but... Yeah. I just don't. I think the problem is they don't have that interim guy on the staff, the guy who has had yeah, head coaching right. duty, uh, yeah, responsibility. It, it, it's just kind of infuriating if, if I were to be a Cowboys fan to just see your team do well enough to win the division year in and year out, but not enough to do anything in the playoffs, any damage yeah. at all. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, we'll see what happens this year because they're going to get at least, I mean, if they make the playoffs, it's not going to be as a wild card. The NFC East is super, super Awful. weak. They're gonna get a home game against a wild card team. It's gonna be um, I don't know who I don't know who it'll be, but it'll be against a, a probably a better team than the Cowboys. So yeah. we'll see how they how they fight. Yeah, the NFC is tough. I, I just don't see them being able to match up against a lot of the teams in that, exactly. in that division. And that so conference. one team I think it really could be a wild card weekend matchup if things start going right for them is uh, the Lions, who are playing the Raiders this week. Mm-hmm. I think the Lions are a sneaky good team. They've, I agree. They've had some really tough losses, even a, a really tough tie. And uh, I think they're they're much better than their record shows. And I think they're going against a team this weekend who is in a similar situation. They're, they're better than their record shows. Uh, the Raiders, who have put up a bunch of good fights to, up against a, a bunch of good teams. So I'm looking forward to that matchup for sure this weekend, seeing if Stafford can pick apart that. Uh, Raiders defense. Yeah, I mean, down the stretch, I can definitely see the Lions putting up a fight against the Cowboys. That that, that seems like a very possible matchup in the wild card round. Yep. But I mean, if we're talking about this week, uh, the Lions are better than a lot of people expect. Um, I mean, they're not the laughing stock of the league anymore. Definitely. The Raiders. I mean, now that they're done with the Antonio Brown fiasco, it's they're looking like they're a pretty legit team. And 
I mean, I'm actually excited for this one. If it weren't for the Patriots and Ravens game, this might be my game of the week. Yeah, for sure. Super looking forward to it, definitely. Um, anything yeah. else you guys want to... I'm excited about that game for sure, but yeah, especially Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, but that's kind of the whole offense. I don't really know who else. Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams is legit. Yeah, he, he played really week. well this past, this past week. Yeah, he played really well. I saw him drop a couple passes. Actually, he, but I bet his stat line was good. Yeah, up. I mean he he burned Gary O'Connell, yeah. which is kind of funny I mean, because yeah, it was like the week after. If he caught these two balls, he would have. I mean, that would have been incredible. Right. Plays. So the fact that he dropped them was not surprising actually. Oh, letting a little kitty out. I don't know if I heard that meow. That's sweet, sweet lady. <laughs> Do you want to transition into the uh, what I like and what I don't like of the week? Yeah, for sure. Let's do that. Uh, you want to start it off, Tom? Yeah, definitely. So this, uh, if you were listening to the episode last week, you know we recorded early because I went to see uh, a concert, Hobo Johnson. It was fantastic. That's not what the the what I like of the week. The what yes. I like of the re- week is more the uh, what I respect of the week. And it's actually something I wanted to dive a little bit into you, Lincoln, because I know you've had some experience with this. Okay. Um, before Hobo Johnson came on, obviously there were opening acts, and I wanted to know what that feeling is like for you. For our listeners who don't know, Lincoln uh, used to be in a in a band, or he's still in a band actually, and uh, <laughs> they did some, <laughs> they did some big time touring all across the United States. And uh, I've always had a lot of respect for opening acts because obviously 90% of the crowd is there for the main act. So uh, like the opening act. Uh, for Hobo Johnson was this band called Mom Jeans, and I yes, I, I know them actually. I had never They're heard cool. of them, and I was actually very impressed. Like I I'd, I'd never heard of them. It's the kind of music I like, so I've actually been listening to them more lately, and I really like it. Nice. Uh, there was a couple other openers who were small t- small uh, small acts from their hometown, basically. So I want to know what it's like for what it was like for you, Lincoln, going into shows knowing you weren't necessarily what people were there to see. What's yeah. that like? Yes, I mean, I had to get used to that because that was what we did the majority of the time. I think we probably opened for, you know, 10, 12 different pretty big bands and size venues. Well-known bands. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Most of the venues were anywhere from, like, you know, 500 to a couple thousand people. So not huge stadiums or anything, but... Intimidating but crowds, rooms. nonetheless. Yeah, playing to people that have no idea who you are, don't know your music. And it got easier over time with the... You know, I got used to it, but also the people started to hear our music, and we'd have like a few fans at most of these shows as well. You know, at right. least to kind of hold. So, me would over. you try but, uh, when you're on stage? Are you trying to find those people who like know your music and not think, necessarily sing to perform to them, but maybe yeah. that's where your eyes are drawn? Yeah, every crowd really is different. I had um, a teacher one time, who's just a performing arts teacher, tell me that I should try to make a relationship with every member of the audience when I'm up there. Try to make contact and try to make some sort of relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And nice. so I really would try to do that and I think it worked to my detriment. A lot of times <laughs> I, I'd, be looking, I'd look at some dude that like looks like he just fucking hates me or something like that. Like, oh <laughs> shit. Because I'm actually a really sensitive person. I'm really emotional, real sensitive. So I can, I can get really down and really up really easily. Mm-hmm. And maybe even listeners have noticed that on the pod. Like sometimes I'll be cracking jokes and being funny and then other times I'm just like kind of mellowed down. <laughs> so that's just kind of my personality. But um, but that's definitely something I did and I got better at it without a doubt. But it is tough, especially when you're playing to um, an audience that's totally different than your style as well. Because mm-hmm. like Mom Jeans, for instance, is pretty different than yeah, Hobo Johnson. not Mom like Jeans Hobo Johnson. Like, it's like emo punk to yeah. me, kind of, or something. Yeah. Um, and Hobo is what, like... Uh, slam, slam poetry, poetry yeah. hip-hop, yeah. rap, yeah, kinda, yeah. something like that. 
So yeah. that's pretty different. So it depends on the audience. I think both of those are pretty positive. So at least they're probably good people, happy people there. Yeah. Um, I went on some tours where we're a super happy band, and I was opening for really dark acts and really heavy acts and things like that. And then it can get more difficult. I could sure. imagine. Because, then, I mean, at least you can be, the fans can be like, all right, well, it's similar to what I'm here for anyways. Yeah. And when it's right. not like that, it could be much oh. more difficult. So. Yeah. The, so the what I like of the week is the what I respect of the week. I respect opening acts in concerts who are just putting themselves out there because it's a really exposing experience, I'm sure. And uh, I guess I like you too, Lincoln. I love you, brother. Love you too, and buddy. oh wait, you're talking about me, not the band, right? Yeah. I mean, I love your band. Yeah, your band's good. Your band. I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, Thanks, guys. I you guys, guys need more music. No doubt. Preferably. Well, I don't know if you remember last week. Yep. I told you we started recording. Yes. Yeah. I am very much looking forward to I have no idea it. what it sounds like, which is super weird. We've never you would done think they would like keep this. you in the loop on that. Well, they kind of did. I know what songs they're recording, which mm -hmm. are songs that you know I helped write. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know what they're going to sound like. But is there a time frame? You got a time no, frame on it? I haven't actually heard much, which makes me think that uh, maybe my. It didn't go well, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll keep an eye out. Keep us updated. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll keep it real short. What I don't like of the week, we don't need to get into it. I don't like Matt Nagy. Moving on. Josh. <laughs> All right. So what I like about the week is um, I love the weather. How are you guys liking it now? Getting super, colder. Super, super relatable. Yeah. Appreciate it. I like it. I'm not even wearing a sweater. Oh, I, I don't got, want to. I got my favorite jacket that I got to bust out now, so it's jacket yeah. season. I'll, I'll take the one. The one thing I didn't love this week is th this morning actually is that uh, I didn't know that it was getting colder because I don't look at the weather, mm -hmm. and I went outside in shorts and a t-shirt to take my dogs out. Yeah, not quite, not mm, quite anymore. No, it was not. I, mean, I was on a rush to go to work too, so it was just like not fun at all yeah, to do that. That's what I gotta deal with. Um, another thing I love about this, this is my what I love of the week. Uh, good movies are finally starting to come out. So, um, I saw a movie called Parasite which is nice. a uh, Korean mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. uh, same director as Memories of a Murder, Mother, Snowpiercer, Okja. That's on, both of those are on Netflix, or I think uh, a few of those are on Netflix. Um, great movie. Best movie I've seen in a very long time. And I'm oh. saying like years, like maybe in the last two, three years. Like, and that's because I've loved movies that have come out Do last year. Do you think it's going to get before. the respect that it deserves? So, I mean, I, I know that to anybody here who's listening knows that I am an aspiring filmmaker. Uh, it won the festival of, of the Cannes, which nice. is like a yeah. It that's won the, Palm, the yeah, yeah. It won the Palm d'Or, and I've always said that that's the award that I would want over a Best Picture Oscar. Right. So it already got like, in my opinion, the highest praise that it could get. The biggest accolade. What the saddest thing is that I feel like it's just gonna get an Oscar for like Best Foreign Film, because mm -hmm. I mean, I, I but I just think it it should just be in contention for the Best Film. I know last year there was movies like Shoplifters. It's subtitles. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. There was that... Uh, when was the last time, yeah, a subtitle movie got a, a bit that, more like that? That Netflix Roma, movie, Roma. Roma. Yeah. What did it get? Uh, it got a nomination for Best Picture. I oh, thought it should have won. Yeah. It was fantastic. When was, was the last great. time something big won that had subtitles? Like, uh, it, I want to say like Pan's Labyrinth was like up there. Like That, okay. that, got, that had yeah. a pretty good one. Um, maybe The yeah, Pianist, you know, in like 2002. Was the Pianist English, right? I, I it, had a, it had a lot of different languages in there. But I mean, yeah, like it's just one of those things that's just not super... I guess respected, but I mean, like, like I said last year, uh, movies like Shoplifters, Cold War, Roma, those were all movies that I thought were like way better than something like I, I you know what, I didn't even watch it. I, I didn't like, I didn't want to watch Green Book. Mm -hmm. uh, it just didn't seem like the kind Green of movie Book that I wanted. Green Book was good, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I just felt like maybe there was probably better movies out there, and it was the one movie that I was like, ah, this isn't gonna win. I don't want to watch this. It looks silly, uh, so and what, it ended up winning. What is the parasite in the movie? No, uh, uh, like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, the parasite. You can't tell me what the parasite is. 
Or is it, is it vague, more vague than it's that? Way, it's more symbolic. Yeah, okay. And then uh, last night I saw The Lighthouse, which is uh, a new Robert Eggers movie. Uh, if you want to watch his first movie, The Witch, it's on Netflix. Great movie. Is it scary? Uh, kind of. Suspense? Yeah. Okay. Well, but what are you talking about? The Witch the or... Witch. The Witch is suspenseful, okay. kind of folktale. And this but one... You also said it was about a sandwich last week. So yes, it right. is. That doesn't sound that scary. Yeah. BLTs. To eat, it's, yeah, it, it eats that. people. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, sandwich then. that eats people. Uh, it's on revenge. Organic and... It, does it look delicious? No. Okay. Yeah, okay, but... As long but, as it doesn't have mustard, I'm good. Dijon? You don't like mustard? I hate mustard. Ugh, All types weird. of mustard? I love Dijon. I love Dijon. I like I like honey mustard. I didn't know Dijon yeah, like until we too. until I started working at Tiago's with you, handsome fellas. Oh, I shouldn't have said the name of the restaurant. Now they're gonna find us and they're gonna want oh, autographs. You don't work there anymore, Yeesh. so can't get your autograph oh, there. They can get mine. Yeah, I work at Bunker Brandon. Now you guys need an autograph too. All right. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Lighthouse is a is a very very good movie. Very intense movie. Great acting by Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, who's a legit actor. Yeah, he's legit. I'll be interested to see him as Batman. Yeah, I'm That'd actually really excited about that one. But yeah, those are two really good movies, and I'm just excited. I mean, unfortunately, those were my two most anticipated movies of the year, and they were, I already saw them in October. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Parasite, like I said, is one of the best movies I've, I've seen in a very, very long time. It's one of those movies that uh, I will rewatch in the theaters. I just, nice. It's just that damn good. And what you don't like of the week? What I don't like, uh, let me see. I don't like plain Wi-Fi. So I was in Los Angeles this weekend. I can super relate to this. Yeah, I was on my way back Sunday, like at 10 a.m. over there, which is noon over here. Mm -hmm. So I missed the whole noon slate of games, and I was trying to watch the Colts Broncos game. Playing Wi-Fi is trash. I hate it. Like, come on, get better. Um, whenever the Bears played the Redskins, it was early in the season, like week three or something like that. I was, I don't even, I can't remember where I was flying back from. Uh, I was flying back from Florida. I was in, a, I was at a friend's wedding. And um, I paid money to have the planes Wi-Fi. I paid money because the biggest first world problem of all time, my AirPods don't connect to that. So I had to pay for the cheapo uh, headphones. And for the f whole first half of the game, it was like 30 seconds of clean stream. And then it was just a mess for the next 10 minutes. And it, uh, I the most frustrating yeah. thing playing yeah, wi-fi i didn't get anything it's 2019 we should have wi-fi yeah, come on what the hell in outer space yeah right point. it was the most irritating thing ever i hated it uh but yeah that's my what i don't like of the week um i hope i don't fly more while i'm watching football because i mean i i kind of i mean another world, first world problem i just when i got home i had to watch a bunch of the condensed games on the nfl game pass You're right which is like that's i mean i was still able to see the game not as exhilarating right exactly you know. And another thing I don't like of the week is the Game of Thrones writers being... I, I don't know if they got fired or, or they walked out. They just said they left. I yeah. think that was them kindly being fired. Yeah. Uh, fuck D.B. Wise and David Benioff. Uh, they apparently... The rumor is that they rushed out of the last couple seasons... The last two seasons of Game of Thrones so they can make the Star Wars thing. And they now either got fired or they quit. They were supposed to be a part of the Star Wars trilogy... Uh, a theory of why the last two seasons of Game of Thrones was so bad it was because they yeah, had a exactly. lot on their plate of coming with this Star Wars, and they just kind of want to wrap it up. 
understandable, I guess. But I mean, when you commit that it's much time to a TV Star Wars, show, man. Yeah, but it's freaking Game of Thrones. Right, which at exactly. that point, two it's, shows I don't watch. It's as big as not as big as Star Wars. No, of but, not, but it's culturally huge. important at the time, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is equivalent to what Star Wars True. is. At. I I just felt like if if you're not going to put your all into the show that you're working on, just hand it off to somebody. Give who it to still someone cares. else who will. Yeah. Because money, I mean, the, yeah, money. exactly. But the last two seasons were so bad, in my opinion. Not a lot of people were like being pretty forgiving forgiving for season seven and then mm-hmm. season eight everything unforgivable yeah it was terrible unforgivable yeah. uh, that's something give I me really some waffle about, fries. But there's probably not a whole lot of incentive to make uh shows better and better if you plan on ending it because nobody ever buys anything anymore you know what i mean like they just they stream it once and they're done or whatever that is know? true i mean there are the the all-time tv shows I'll, I'll watch again over. I mean, I just yeah. started watching Breaking Bad again. I heard like, they're taking The Office off Netflix. Yeah, because like NBC 20, is getting its own streaming thing. or something mm-hmm. like okay. that. Yeah. yeah, the whole streaming thing is weird. Well, everyone's yeah. gonna have their own stream soon, and then they're just right. waiting for someone to Basically just take cable. over. Yeah, yeah. So someone's just gonna bring all the streams together. Yep. Call so the cable. That, then the big networks die, but the big networks kind of control everything. So what's gonna happen? It's gonna be uh, not really much anymore. I mean, an yeah. NBC, CBS, yeah. uh, ABC, so the they're not really they doing that. Like the news, right, yeah, they That's definitely like do. That's like why people keep cable nowadays. It's like, yeah. I, like you can't get, I mean, like local San Antonio news. You can't just get that normally right. on like standard Hulu. You can get it on like Hulu Live or whatever. No, you but, can still get it like if you have like an antenna or some shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. why people are even keeping that shit. Like an antenna is a foreign sent, uh, a foreign word at this point in 2019. Yeah, I have one still. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I use my girlfriend's dad's YouTube TV, so I don't use it anymore, but That's big time. I did use it. That's the move. And so I'm going to stick with things. Oh, you're done, right? Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. Stick with things that I don't like for now here, because we were talking about why you guys miss the football games. Yep. And uh, so I agreed to go to a pumpkin patch early in the week. So Yeesh. I knew I was going to the pumpkin patch on Sunday. Come gonna on, meet man. my brother-in-law, Josh, you know, good friend of the show. Big time, bud. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll go to the pumpkin patch. Fuck you, Bruce. But turns out this wasn't a pumpkin patch. It was some what? kind of children's festival. <laughs> it had you've hay been, rides. You've been duped. It had train rides. There's a petting zoo. There was a, like a sandbox. I mean, that sounds like fun. That sounds like a good time. It took like four hours. I didn't get home until the, the afternoon games were almost over. And there's only like three late afternoon games. So it's like you're missing the bulk of the action anyways. I, there's a bunch of horse shit, guys. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I don't know how else to describe it. No, yeah. I'm sorry, man. That's I had sucks. to spend time with my family. Oh, yikes. That'll teach you to have kids. Uh, yeah, it's the biggest mistake. Just kidding. I love you, baby. If you're listening, I love you. She's not. Oh, She's yeah, not. Cool. My girlfriend does not listen to this. My wife listens because she loves me. <laughs> and she's gonna tell me. And she loves uh, the sports. Yeah, she she's a huge huge sports fan. Big fan. Of she knows ball. every quarterback uh, in the NFL. Holy what team they cow. play for? I doubt it now. She does. Does she know who's she, starting for the Bengals? I don't even know. Who's yeah. Starting for the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Finley. Ryan, Ryan Finley. Finley. Okay. Hey. She, Text her so she can know. She I don't know who he is though. She, she could name. have named every starting quarterback last week. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, dude. She's a smart. She's she smart as a she has some insight. We'll put we'll bring her on the pod sometime. She'll she'll be adding good knowledge to this for sure. But no uh, no Josh Briggs since he made you go to the pumpkin patch. Yeah. Hey, what the hell, Josh? Fuck that guy. Did you know? Did you know this was a festival we were signing up for? I'm sure he did. Nah, I think he's a victim like me. We're just the dudes. We he wanted to watch football, right? Yeah, Josh he definitely. Like football. Yeah, he loves football. Like yeah. Boy, he's bad at fantasy this year. So I, I get to play Josh. I get to play Josh this week. Dude, That's guess why. Guess who I get to yeah. play? Kyle. Primo. Yeah. yeah. Kyle 
I lost the Kyle's. Yeah, don't be Tom. So that was don't be Tom. Oh, to to what I like real quick, it's Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I liked him. But I found out I liked him after I read an interview with him, and he uh, made the comment that he has had three consecutive masturbation scenes in three different movies. Huh. But he didn't realize it until the third masturbation scene. I don't know, man. I feel like if I were a movie star and I was in back-to-back movies, just two, where mm-hmm. I masturbated in the first and in the second, that I would have pieced together. Like, ah. Oh. Yeah, you would have remembered that, right? They're not typecasting oh, me as the masturbation I'm guy. i my dick in front of a camera. So I do, do remember, do? I did watch High Life earlier this year, and he does have a masturbation scene yeah. in that. I'm nice. trying to think of the third one, because I, I mean, I, I, he's in a movie called Damsel, he's in a movie called Fear and Shame. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't watch any of those movies, but uh, I saw High Life, and I saw uh, The Lighthouse. Yeah. So Lincoln, or uh, Josh. Hey, uh, I stand correct, there was four movies Holy in a row. Holy jeez. That's There's embarrassing, especially movies. by the third. He Come needs on. to You gotta pick that, that up, you gotta it, pick up on that. That's amazing, man. So Josh, as the film expert... Eh, oh, we should make a compilation of all four and it'll go viral on YouTube. Yep. For the Film Room Podcast. Yeah, I'll work on it for sure. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, definitely. So, Josh, as the film expert, what are they doing there if they're masturbating? Uh, I think they, it's I art. mean, they probably want to show that this character is lonely, for one. Yep. That's probably, you know, something that they, they're yearning for something. They're maybe. Are you saying know. I'm lonely? Just kidding. <laughs> I've never done that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting until marriage to masturbate. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's All right. That's a good. That's a good way to transition. So let's talk a little World Series, a little NBA, and then we'll get into some of our picks for this coming week. Uh, World Series game six underway right now. Top of the second. Astros leading two to one. Uh, Verlander versus Strasburg. It was supposed to be a pitching duel, but I mean it's early, early in this game, and three runs already crossed the plate. It's looking like it's going to be a good game. Can't wait to go home and watch it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Would have thought that this this series might have went another way with it starting 2-0 and uh, the Nationals taking two games in Houston, but then Houston maybe playing better on the road, took three straight uh, in Road Washington. teams win every time? Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. But I think been, it's been a trend throughout the baseball playoffs, I think. It seems it? like the away teams have been winning a lot. But I, I mean, there's the, I feel like... Especially in baseball, there's a lot of more pressure on the home team, so it's a lot easier to that. just go into it and into a yeah. place where there's no pressure. I mean, there was obviously yeah. pressure there, down two zero, but less pressure from the hometown crowd or whatever it may be, and they they just get a little looser, and maybe that's what the, the Astros mm-hmm. needed. So I know in the regular season, at least generally speaking, um, pitchers are usually better at home, mm-hmm. but hitters a lot of times are better on the road, and I think that kind of goes with. The pressure thing, honestly, because like hitters might feel less pressure on the road. Yeah. And I could see pitchers feeling more pressure at home, kind of, right? I could see that. But I guess that doesn't go with it, though. Well, I'm confused now. Either way, it, it is interesting to see how this series has gone. I think I think the Astros will probably close it out tonight. We'll give you our, our whole World Series breakdown and everything next week. But uh, I think they'll close it down tonight with Verlander on the mound. I know he's had a rough history as a World Series starter, but at some point he's got to figure it out. And I think tonight's that night. A little bit of NBA talk. We just got into the NBA season. Um, Looks like the Clippers are going to be the front runners. Warriors aren't what they used to be. Uh, 76ers looking sharp out there. Joel Embiid, MVP candidate. Giannis still looking great. I mean, business as usual, it seems like, for for the NBA right now. Our our teams are are a big suck right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm... 
I've, I still have hope for the Bulls, obviously, very early into the season. Zach Levine, uh, I love Kobe White. I think he's going to be a really good pickup yeah. for them. Uh, Otto Porter, the, the Bulls have good pieces moving forward. I, I, I'm hoping for a 7-8 seed, something like that. Just right. a little bit of improvement for them. So. Yeah, I mean, the Pacers are missing on an old depot. Uh, they have you know new pa- new people, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Tough um, to judge. Tough to judge. Lamb's been a little bit banged up. TJ Warren's been a little banged up. I think since both of our teams might not make it very deep into the playoffs or even you know even touch the, the championship game, yeah. how about we just start a wager here? Who has the most wins by the end of no, the year? No, just become Spurs I'm, fans like me, guys. We're in San Antonio. I'm down with that, but I'm with what Josh is saying. Like, just between the Pacers and the Bulls, yeah, who ends up better? Yeah, because the well, Spurs I mean, might be okay. super easy for me. I'm confident. I'll let you guys go. I'll, I'll put down whatever you want to put down. I'll Let's, take uh, so we have we have that uh, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton bet. Let's just double Which it. Which is still going well for yeah, me. Yeah, I know. You're probably going to win that one. Yep. But let's just do that. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. All right. Oh, yeah, On the pod. Yeah. That's right. a deal. Yeah, I think the Pacers are going to win like 10 more games. All right. We'll, we'll see. see. I like what the Pacers Bulls are. Pacers are really good. We'll see what, we'll see what the Bulls can do. I, I like the Bulls a lot. Bulls are more like the potential to be good. Pacers mm-hmm. are already good. It's yeah. far, in terms of their players. I just think they need a little bit more uh, yeah. chemistry. And totally, that's gonna, yeah, yeah. They haven't played together that much, so that's the thing. But just in terms of their players, not in the continuity. Yeah, they're going to get better with the continuity. I agree yeah, with that. Sabonis, Miles Turner, Victor Oladipo have all played together. But Adnan Lamb, T.J. Warren. I was Tyler really scared. Ryan, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, Kobe White. <laughs> I was really scared that uh, Sabonis was going to get traded. Wendell Carter Jr., I think. Solid. Wendell Carter Jr., yeah, for sure. Who's the other, Tomas, guy. Tomas something or other. Sadoransky. Sadoransky. Yeah, bad. He's a yeah. solid player. Yeah. Yeah, All right, yeah. let, let's get in. Let's get into a little bit of week week uh, week nine. Wow, already halfway through the season. That's sad. Um, more than halfway. Week nine. We're gonna get into a couple betting lines. Let's open up with the game of the week. Probably uh, Patriots Ravens. Patriots uh, visiting the Ravens. Patriots are three and a half point favorites on the road with the over under set at forty four and a half. Um, for me, this is a pretty it's a pretty easy over, I would say. Yeah. I think yeah. this is going to be a really high-scoring game. Have the yeah, same we're, all, we're all doing over here. Yeah. Patriots and the over. Patriots and the yeah. I I'm agree. gonna take the Ravens. Right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be different. I'm not. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game, but I think they'll keep it close. But I'll keep it. I'll 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 put you guys de- both down for Patriots and the over, and I'll take the Ravens in the over. Just try and be a little bit different. Uh, moving on, Bears at the Eagles. Uh, Eagles at home are the five-point favorite. The over/under set at forty-three and a half. Uh, Lincoln, you want to start off with your thoughts? It's a pretty tough one for me, but I'm I'm actually yeah I'll go with the Eagles. Mm, Is that the cover? Yeah, I think with the points. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. I'm not sure about the over/under. I'll take the over. Okay, Josh. Uh, over/under. Eagle, Eagles to cover and the under. And the under. All right. I'm going to be a big-ass fucking homer. I think the Bears don't have a choice but to win this game. The Eagles' defense, solid against the run, bad against the pass, not what the Bears want. They want bad against the run, good against the pass, because not like Mitch Trubisky can throw the ball. But I think uh, Allen Robinson has himself a pretty good game this week. I think Mitch Trubisky kind of gets – I mean – if, if the Bears, I bet they've strived. Or Mitch Trubisky's probably had a lot of good games against bad pass defenses, yeah. right? Yeah, he has. And, uh, I mean, the game against the, the Redskins, he put up big numbers. Yeah. He, he, he had a good game. Um, I, think, I, think the, I think the under is a safe bet here. And if, 
if the Bears ended up winning that game last week, I think the narrative on Trubisky is a little different. He did have two bad turnovers at the end of the game, but he did make good plays down the road. Do you think this is like a, a prove-it game? Yeah. yeah it, it has to be, right? It's like if if you want to at least be in a conversation, the Bears have to win this game. Right. Similar to last week where the Eagles had to beat the Bills. Mm -hmm. The Bills didn't need to win that game. The Eagles had to win that game. Yeah. So I think that's where the Bears are right now. I think they go into the link and they beat the Eagles. Yeah, I think if the Bears lose this, it's, it's just about wrapped yeah, it's up. Just about, it's just about done. But uh, let's wrap up with the toilet bowl. We got the Jets as five and a half point favorites against the Dolphins uh, with the over under at a staggering 41. Josh, you want to start off on that? I'm going to take the under there. That's yeah, ridiculous. I think that's fair. Uh, and then I'm going to take Dolphins with the points. Dolphins with the points. Dolphins to cover. Lincoln? Yeah, I'm taking the under as well. Okay, we're all on the under. I'll spoil that for you guys. And I'll take the Jets. And I'll take and the, the Jets. Jets to cover the five and a half? Oh, I'm not seeing three, five and a half. I see three. Um, oh. We're going uh, off five. Yeah, then I'll take the Dolphins. Okay. I'll take... I guess I, we can't all be the same. I'll take the Jets. I, I mean... The Darnold's good. The the Dolphins are bad. I could see Robbie Anderson breaking out, having a good game. I I could see a little bit of uh a little bit of a show put on by Darnold. He's really got to step up, or else his career. I honestly think his career could go south very quickly. You're seeing spreads at five and a half. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, this one opened at three, and it's still at three. All right, well let's do it off three then, because who? What do I know? I'm if it's not. three, then I'm taking the Jets. All yeah, right. I think so too. All right, so we're all on the Jets, and we're all on the under. Yeah. You guys are lame and boring. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That's good for me, guys. You know what? Fuck it. I'll take the Dolphins. All right. Yeah, let's just Come go back on, to the Dolphins. Guys. I'll just take the Dolphins. All right. Fitz, he was number two in average yard. I, give there. me some Fitz magic. I mean, hey, they almost beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go. Officially, I have the Jets in the under as well. Lincoln has the Jets in the under. Um, Josh, you are taking the Dolphins in the under as well. So uh, we'll see what pans out. Looking forward to an exciting week nine. More uh, NBA stuff. More World Series. Looking forward to it. Um Anything else you guys want to go over? No, I think that just about wraps it. Yeah, it yeah. wraps it up, man. Very cool. That's pretty much it, man. My wife's got a dope, dope chicken, uh, chicken something or other that she's cooking for me at home. So look at chicken parm. Oh, it's a chicken man. parm something or other with some Get sweet some, corn. It, I'm, I'm real looking forward to it. So baby, Sweetie. baby, thank you. I love you, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I got some sweet. pad thai, leftover pad thai. Leftover pad Oof. thai. Oh, dang. Lincoln, do you get to eat? I had, I had some cauliflower soup before you guys came over. That's what's up. Yeah, I cauliflower's my favorite vegetable. I do like. Cauliflower soup. There's it's like a, a creamy cauliflower soup. You ever Ooh. eaten a green? Green cauliflower? No, have you ever Broccoli. eaten at the restaurant? Oh, green? yeah, I love green. Oh, Vegetarian it is very cuisine. good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah I like that place. Have, you should try their cauliflower buffalo, buffalo wings. wings. We it's, make them here. It's Julia's favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. They, make, they make them really good there. However, they yeah. do add flour, so it's not gluten-free. Oh, wow. Julia, don't listen to this part of the yeah. podcast. See, that's the thing. Green vegetarian cuisine, they're very, they, they don't Loose. use meat. But yeah. they're pretty heavy on the, the gluten. And they do use cheese okay, as well. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. shit, good well, shit. Good shit, guys. Pod. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Great. Thanks again good to stuff. Kmart. Uh, we are thrilled with the opportunity. Huge Kmart fans. I'm not yeah. to all of our Australian listeners. We're gonna yeah. stop at Kmart on the yeah, way home. You were to one get of my favorite stuff. basketball players of all time. Kenny and Martin. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I always thought it was so funny he had the lipstick tattoo on his neck. Yes. I want that. I still, I've always wanted that tattoo. Now we're sponsored by him. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, thank you so much, Kmart. 
We appreciate all your support and all your support moving forward. Uh, until next week, guys, my name's Tom Barry. You can find me at Thomas underscore Barry. We also have Josh Segundo. You can find him at Josh underscore second. Or you can find Lincoln at Lincoln DFS. Or you can find all of our good stuff at our uh, our, our podcast Twitter page at the Film RM. Uh, until next guy, until next time, guys. We will uh, talk to you soon. Take it easy. Down to the down to the to the flow.